0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. I am very excited about my guest this week. Um, I have known of Michael Lozier for many years. I have followed and uh, learned, tried to learn his his teachings, um, and I'm very thrilled that I finally got introduced to him, and I'm able to have him on my show. Michael is the I think he was the law of attraction before the law of attraction was a thing. Okay. Um, He is known as the how-to guy for teaching the law of attraction and is a best-selling author of three books, law of attraction, law of connection, and your life's purpose. The law of attraction has actually sold 3.5 million copies and is printed in 37 languages and probably more as we speak. Um, and originally, way back in, uh, I think, early 2000s, he caught the attention of Oprah Winfrey, who interviewed him four times on her Soul Series radio show. Radio show, get that. That's how long ago it was, even though she was on TV at the time, um, uh, on Sirius FM, XM radio. And she invited him to have his, her, his own show, Oprah and friends. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because it is kind of exciting. And he's showing me a picture from that. He has certified 550 law of attraction facilitators in 17 countries, teaching them how to use accelerated learning techniques when teaching the law of attraction. And Michael lives and comes to us from beautiful Victoria on the west coast of um, Vancouver Island in Canada. So welcome, Michael, to the show. It's quite a, a resume, actually,
1: in such a short period. But oh my goodness, how exciting to meet you! Thank you. Hey, there's still stuff I can't do, but I'm, I'm pretty talented. I like to do a lot of things, <laughs> and I'm single. I don't have a family, so I get to do whatever makes me feel good. Yeah, so, there you go. And yeah, you're so all about yeah, yeah, fulfillment needs, right? So. Um, uh yeah, i have a different life for sure i get i have to, i get the opportunity to choose everything based on how i feel and whether i like it or not and i can choose to do this and this was a choice today to be here and and uh, yeah so i get it
0: and and you um you probably traveled before all of this craziness in the world all the time because you were spreading the word about your your uh, books yes. Um and are able to speak anywhere in the world, which is fantastic. Um, I have your book here now. We're not on video, but I know that um, I've had this book for a long time, The Law of Attraction, and and I remember many years ago, um, I also got the the CD uh, the CD version, and yeah. I used to play that in my car every single day when I was going out, and all I kept hearing over and over again was used it was a cd i
1: think that you did Oh, right, right. it, it was recorded in a church in, in Calgary, a church. yes and, and we made and i'm going to tell you a quick little story yeah, about please that. do this was the days when you didn't have online products or anything you had to oh. you know even that book you're holding up there that was my i self-published that right so there was no digital <laughs> books my book was published in 2003 doing that know. that's a long time ago 18 19 years ago so I remember I was in a church in Calgary, it was a United Church, and it got and I was in the basement. Remember Laverne and Shirley where they yes. walked all the feet go by, yes. right on New York Street. So I'm in the basement on this church <laughs> in New York, or sorry, in Calgary, and I'm seeing tons of feet walk by, like walks, <laughs> you know, everything's in twos. And I thought, holy S balls, what's so going <laughs> on out there? So I'm with my assistant friend Sandy, and she goes upstairs. She said, Michael, it, it's packed. And i said oh i'm so excited yeah so uh, for, that was the first time i was ever asked to wait in a green room and i never did it since oh. i learned my lesson that day i'll never sit in a green room. you know where i want it to be i want it to be at the front door letting people in i hear so, you yeah so but that's how you learn that you know that contrast that i experienced and i remember telling sandy I said, boy, it took me a while because I came up from the basement. Yes. From yeah. The basement and the room was, I could just feel the room was so excited. And I get to the front of the room and I had, I ju- you know, the context of it, right? And I thought, oh, they are so ready for me, but I'm just disorientated. And I, I'm seeing people in the audience and people taking pictures, old pictures. <laughs> and, I, and that little voice said, don't do that again. Don't let, any, don't let anybody tell you where you need to wait. I remember her saying, and you know, she she thought she was doing, she said, we'll give you some meditative time. Uh, <laughs> oh I'm like a racehorse. I don't need meditative time. Right. So I do this presentation in Calgary, and then I also find, find out five minutes before that I can't move on from where the stage is. Oh, because the Yeah, and I'm animated, right? I had like a window and I thought, <laughs> I can't move. I am a peacock on stage. So now I'm finding out I'm just throwing up on stage with places Act. I love that. I don't have lapel mic. Don't like that at all. Oh. Right. And then I have to stand in front of on a little podium. <laughs> okay. Just do it. You know, just, it was, a, it was a speaking opportunity for me. So uh, I remember, and I went from start to finish. I had like 17 minutes and Sandy gave me a two minute cue and, I, to this day, <laughs> I don't know where the information came from. It was oh, just a sweet. vessel of information and anecdotes and examples. And the audience, we were in church, right? Yes. And if you, you might not remember, but the audience was answering back. Yes, and I taught. do. It was so, you would have never known unless I told you it was filmed in, or recorded in church. So it was so exciting. And I was done. standing at the back Give me a thumbs up. And I'm, I'm steaming myself. I'm thinking, you nailed it. <laughs> so the place went crazy and I, everybody bought books it was such a great experience for me the first time going to Calgary to start with right, From Victoria to Calgary sure so we're on the way out and you know the minister comes out and everybody was so helpful and this older gentleman he was like probably in his 90s. he's like the volunteer that's been there forever yes, yes and he comes up to me and he's holding a CD and he says Mr. Loge, um, here is a copy of your presentation. Oh, you're kidding. And I looked at Sandy and I thought, oh my God, we got it. So I made 10,000 copies of <laughs> CD and I yeah. gave it away like candy. Yeah. On it was the picture of my book and how to get to my website. I was a master marketer, but you know what else I knew? I was the only book on the planet that had the word law of attraction in the title. Now I do have some books from 1906, 1912. One of them is a photocopied book. This is called The Law of Vibration. Right. So there was in, there was hints of it. And Law of Attraction is mentioned in other people's books, not just mine, but I right. actually have a book on Amazon with that title. That's you know, that's the only place I had my book for a while. Or yeah, for a long time.
0: Well that I, I do remember so clearly in my car hearing your voice day in and day out saying checking 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 yeah. and and the story about um, there was a story I think about um, you know the uh, people with low vibrations and when the phone rings it's like the radio dialed is that that was a story right no, is, yeah, a the vibrational thing. meter reader there you yeah. go yeah so they all stick with you so I just want to go back because we all know that, um, what, three, four years after your book came out, The Secret was, was unleashed, right? And that became the thing for a long time. And it was through the book, The Secret, that you got called from Oprah. Oh, yeah. right?
1: you know, I, I was asked to be in The Secret twice and I turned it down. You know, I'm Michael living on Gilligan's Island in the West Coast of Canada. And yeah. this was not my experience with The Secret, but it was my experience at the time is yes. a lot of people were taking advantage of me. Why? Because I was so naive. I didn't know. I was doing large trainings for free to sell a 99 cent book. Yeah, I hear you. And, and for, for the most part, I had other revenue and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so. <clears throat> So, when I was asked to go to Los Angeles, spend a week in a hotel and sign off the rights to part of my book and to be on a film, and that didn't feel right. And in the context, it didn't feel right. And I was also good at using my vibrational meter reader. In my book, I say our vibrational meter reader, it's something that's metering our vibrations, which is our feelings. So, our feelings. So, I use my feeling to make that decision. And part of it was, you know, in my book, I talk about allowing. Yes. Much as you haven't read anything on allowing anywhere in the world, it's such a rare subject for people to be covering it, and I would have lost the rights to that information that was so prominent in my book. So, I said no to when my book came out in 2003. I sold a quarter of a million copies on my own. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, I I do say I do want to say that of
0: all the information back then that I was, you know, that was happening around. The law of attraction. I do believe, as as you've said and people have said, that your book was the the essence.
1: It was the easiest thing to read to understand it. It was the how to. Yes, Oprah that coined me as the how to guy, right? Okay. Because you know, remember my book came out in two thousand three. I sold a lot of copies. I was sometimes I would get on a network marketing conference call and sell eight hundred books. On Amazon within an hour. And the reason why, because there was no information available. Right. right. It's so my book. Be- listen, if you check the price of the book, look, check the price of the book. Let's see. The book I have here, it doesn't show. Would it? 20,
0: uh, oh, 21- 14 dollars
1: US. Yeah. That's when it came out in Canada, it was $21.95 for uh-huh. a book. Why? Because it was the only book on the planet with the word law of attraction. And also, take, uh, if you notice how thin the book is, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's people's complaint. And you know what I do? I I thank them for the compliment. They said, it's so thin. I said, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, yeah. For me, I was glad. I was yeah. glad. I yeah. remember going to the Canadian post office and asking the clerk, how thick can an envelope be that ah, yes. doesn't fit in the mail slot? And they said, blank, blank, blank. Yeah. So I go to chapter's bookstore. I measured a book. You know how thick a book is? It's yeah. it, it, 144 pages oh, okay so I wrote the book so I didn't have to pay I was self-publishing who yes, self-published exactly. 20 years ago are you kidding me well I, I know but oh, here's the other I thing know.
0: you were working in a government job before yeah. you became the law of attraction guy so yeah. what happened you said you had a download when you did the uh the speech in in the church in Calgary so
1: well, there was no relationship between my government job and my other job, although I, I was like that forever. Even when I was younger, I was always different or weird. and <laughs> I was always into positive thinking. I didn't like negative conversations. So okay. even when I was young, I understood the relationship between, for me, being bullied yes. and when I was worried about being bullied. I thought, what's up with that? I was just, or I think, oh, I hope I don't get beat up and I do it. And then so I understood law of attraction from a negative way. And of course I never used that term. We never did, right? Mm-hmm. Say, boy, this is, and we'll know that when we say this. This is exactly what I was worried about. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I didn't want to have happen, which meant this is exactly what you gave attention to. So I would get bullied and I was thinking, that's ex- this is what I said this morning. So I experienced being bullied a lot, and, um, and I remember when I got to high school, I befriended somebody, uh, and we became lunch buddies, and, and then I noticed the relationship between, and I'm using adult words now. Yes. Like Yeah, wherever I gave my attention to got matched, so I was looking forward to seeing him for lunch, and so that was my vibe, and, and after that, it was like the voice switch got turned off. And then maybe for a couple of days, he was sick or something. And then I would be looking in the hallways again and at the switch, come back on. So even back then, I knew about that I was attracting things. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, at the same time, I'm going to a Catholic church with my family, you know, Mm -hmm. and not understanding how can I attract negative things. It never made sense to me. (laughs) It still doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I understood about law of attraction, which is always its energy around us, And it's always responding to the vibe or what I'm giving attention to. Then it didn't matter about the church thing or anything. My vibe is getting matched. You know, I often talk about the job description for law of attraction is two words, match vibration. Mm -hmm. So if I'm sending a negative vibration about being bullied, law of attraction doesn't know whether I want it or don't Mm -hmm. want it. It's not smart. It's obedient. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I see. It's all coming back now when you say that. And it makes me want to read the book again, because you always have to be checking yourself. You always have to be thinking now putting that in that, that practice, which for you, I'm sure, you know, is, is like, you know, it's, it's innate now, but when you, in my world, when I'm looking at you know, connecting with people and, and building relationship with new people for business purposes, um, do you ever, when you're doing that, do you right away feel the vibe of the person and know whether you want to continue the conversation, whether it's in um, conversation or even, you know, online conversation?
1: Well, I'm pretty sensitive to all of that, right? Of course, and, yeah. And- Yeah, I'm studying NLP. I understand that there's four different ways that people like to process information or like to ask different questions. So I'm pretty sensitive to that that as well. But I'm pretty selfish about what I include in my vibration. And selfish equals self-care. It means I care about myself so much so that I will protect my vibrational bubble. Imagine having a bubble around us. Right. I will protect that bubble so I don't contaminate my overall vibration. So what does that mean? It means sometimes I got to flick a negative person out of my life mm. or I got to teach them how to treat me. Do you think any of my friends call to complain to me? Not, not for yeah. a minute. And if, or if they do, they'll say, listen, dude, I'm just really ticked off. I say, listen, I'll give you one minute. <laughs> one minute. Because it's okay. This is yes. what I everyone to hear. It is okay to be negative and ticked off and break dishes and scream. It, you, you have to do that, mm-hmm. but do it briefly.
0: Mm-hmm. Then move on.
1: That's right. And in that brief observation about what you don't like and don't want, it should birth the clarity. Mm-hmm. That's where clarity comes from. It's like, I, a, I ate one. So, oh, good. Well, here's what I like instead. So, I just want everyone to get it. It's okay to uh, flick people out of your life gently. Or, and if you can't do it, maybe it's your spouse or your kids or your friends. But every time people are complaining, there's always a common denominator. You know, when people, when, when people are complaining or when they're worrying, they're always using the words don't, not, and no. Mm-hmm. They're worrying, oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to not get a job. Or they're talking about what they don't like. Oh, I don't like... It doesn't matter, complaining, worrying, talking about what you don't like. We use the word don't, not, and no. Mm-hmm. And when I use the word don't, not, and no, I, ne- I just gave attention to what I didn't want to give attention to. Just like if I went to Google and type in, uh, um, um, I don't want a pink elephant. If you type that in Google, oh, it the way the words don't, not, and know" and brought you <laughs> what you said you didn't want. Exactly. well law of attraction is vibrational google so the, the things oh, i love that attention to yeah the things that you're giving attention to whether you go to google and type in no football if you go, you know do it after the show or during this show right now go type in no football if you're thinking you're going to get hockey you're in for a surprise <laughs> I love We've it. Eight million hits on uh, football. Oh. Why? Because Google strips the way the words don't, not and know, and brought you what you said you didn't want. But we don't get ticked off at Google when that happens. We get excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So
1: In other true. words, will say, oh look. Oh say, oh, look at that. Funny. I said I didn't want football and Google gave me football. So what do I want instead? So when it comes to Google, we've kind of learned to have to say what we want. What we want, not we don't what. Order a pizza and tell them all the things you don't want. Right. <laughs> That's true. So, right. Boy, the number of times people use the word "don't," "not," and "no," but you know, in my book, it's all about how to reset those words, and the way you, when you reset the words, you end up resetting the vibration. Mm. Mm. oh listen if you're driving the car stop it take this note write this down <laughs> here's how you eliminate and reduce saying what you don't want you will catch yourself saying what you don't want maybe your email today not you but somebody else yeah. say, don't hesitate to contact me. oh i know I, that's one of the biggest things i learned yeah this, how that. about this one you yeah. won't be disappointed it's not a scam <laughs> there's yeah. Yes. you won't I, think I'm crazy so today if you're using yeah. the word don't not and no you're gonna hear my voice in your head yes. this is the reset sentence Janice tell us how what they should what should people say when they say the word don't not and no so what do I want okay. don't forget oh, so what do I want remember? <laughs> oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bomb this interview. Oh, what do I want? I want to do good at the interview. I know it's just simple. No, but it's, it's
0: it's huge. And I still catch myself. Although I teach people all the time when we're talking about, I teach LinkedIn training. And when we're talking about messaging strategies and people, and even in emails, people are saying, don't hesitate to call me. I always say, don't, well, I don't say don't, I say, instead of that, how about no, saying,
1: please call me if, you know, you I need see to so much instructions telling you what not to do and don't yeah. use this door and don't pull this alarm and don't eat at your desk and don't run in the hallways. and Boy, that, that there's some stubborn people that will just do what you ask them not to do. Well, so. you know,
0: I'm having to learn it all over again because I have a little two year old granddaughter and that no word comes out all the time. And so instead I, I have to. I'm trying to retrain myself to say thank you. Let's do this
1: or whatever. Well, it's because it's a new set of language. You probably nailed it in the business world, <laughs> but this is now. You know, oh, there's a new conversation where I have opportunities to say yes. what I do. And mom's always, you know, mom's always say, "You don't have kids, do you?" And I said, "No," but I get it. In the very moment you say, "Don't touch the stove," yes, and the next time say, well, um, Keep your hands by your side." So it's a trained behavior, right? I get it. Like yes. don't beat up your brother becomes be gentle or play nice or don't talk back to your mother. So the first yes. time you'll catch yourself saying it. Exactly. And, ah, okay. And the world didn't fall apart, but now you're aware of it. Yeah. Now, that's aware yeah. To say, What can I say next time instead of don't talk back to your mother? Um, be respectful when you talk to your mother, you know, you'll, yes. you'll find a conversion and of course yes. the best way is to model the behavior in front of your children. Definitely. And when we catch it, not we, because I'm not a parent, but we'll say that your grandparent or the parent, when they catch themselves saying what they don't want is verbally correct themselves in front of the kids. Oh, I just said what I didn't want. Here's what I want instead. I'd like you to put your clothes in the hamper. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. Great tell book. me
0: how. Tell me a little bit about the Law of Connection book, because, of course, I'm all about networking and connections, and I'm not sure if that's what it's about, but I'm curious.
1: Okay, well, you know, after I wrote my first book, the, the publisher always has different eyes open, right? You know, they don't know the word, you know, even though they publish millions of titles in New York, big publisher, um, they don't really know about me and my energy and law of attraction. And they just know they got a good book because my book was number three on Amazon. When I sold it to 37 countries, it was a hot book and I was a self-published author. I was selling a thousand books a day and I didn't want to be in the book business. <laughs> I was getting all my books printed in Winnipeg, a Canadian print, yes. some of the best printers in the world yes. in that community. Their stuff is outstanding. They still warehouse some of my books there. And um I was ordering, you know, I was selling, you know, massive checks and spending massive, just too much. And then I thought, so what do I want? Yes. I, you know, and I wrote the book to be a speaker. Yes. A trainer. It wasn't to be a bookseller, but, but you know what? My book was helpful. After four years of my book came out, I did a seminar in a beautiful hotel in Vancouver, where it was my first train, the trainer. Cause I had people asking, they said, I'd love to teach this. I'd love to teach this. And I, and I thought, okay, well, I'm teaching it. Why don't I just teach them? I mean, i was so naive, right? (laughs) Sure, of course. 76 people from around the world flying into Vancouver at the World (laughs) Center, spent thousands, I spent like $100,000 putting on that event. and (laughs) Everything was just decadent. They loved it. And then they all got home. And then I was invited all over the world because they would go back and they would, you know, and some of them took it seriously. You know, uh, there's a law of attraction center in Hong Kong. In Malaysia and Singapore. So, guess what? I've been there seven times. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, so I had a really great career with all of that. And uh, my book, you know, I trained 51 bank employees at the largest bank um, trainers. They're the Bank of Malaysia trainers who mm-hmm. went across the whole country to all the banks and traded. So my book stayed in the top 10 for 10 years. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so, okay, them. then
0: you wrote this next book because probably your publisher was saying... Thank you. My, yes.
1: yeah, you bring me back to that point. Yeah, that's okay. My publisher said, you know, if you go to Amazon, I got a lot of reviews. The people that don't like my book don't like the subject. It's not that they don't like the book. So, all oh, this stuff is crazy. Well, that's not a book review. That's a subject review. You know, I could go to your book or another book and said, I don't like that subject because I don't like chicken. So I don't, I don't like your chicken cookbook. So I learned, but the very first time I, wrote, I read a negative review, one woman said, or a person, I think it was a woman, she said, this book is so Dick and Jane. She gave me one star. And I called my friend Linda Story, who's an NLP master, right? And I went to her first. Yes. I said, okay, what am I going to do when people are saying negative things? I said, people are starting to buy my book. And she said, what did this person tell you? And she said, I said, well, she said that my book is to Dick and Jane. And you know what Linda said? Well, then congratulations. She said, do you know the book Dick and Jane was used in t- two countries for 20 and 30 years it was the gold standard the whole she went on and <laughs> right after her i went to under amazon and i thanked her for the compliment okay and that was my goal i said did you and i gave her all the stats about dick and jane yeah yeah so um Interesting. okay so tell me about the people really like your style mm-hmm they mm-hmm. like the way you wrote your book. And mm-hmm. I said, well, that's because I understand the four learning styles, the visual reader, the auditory reader, the thinker, and the feeler. Mm-hmm. So some books are all text. You know how many styles like that? Oh, one. one. <laughs> yeah. The auditory people, they don't need pictures and all that BS. Just give them words. Right. Now, people like my book, because I deliberately satisfied all the styles, mm-hmm. my book has Characters in it, you know, mm-hmm. who likes that? The touchy-feelys, yeah. the kinesthetic. You know, all of my books have characters in them, with titles in them. You know, all, all three of my books, mm-hmm. they all have worksheets, mm-hmm. all the visuals like that because they like blunt, uh, real quick worksheets. The kinesthetic people like to write, so they'll print those off. The thinkers actually like at the end of each chapter. I said, um, "Here's the top ten things you should have learned in this section." They love it. You know why? Because they like a list. Yes, like exactly. And they, they probably resort the list by how much it meant to them. But so uh, worksheets, graphics, I have pull-out quotes where I pull out a yeah. quote, put the whole page on it. like. Um, and I did all of that. So every style, and my biggest compliment, people say, oh, I really like the way you wrote the book. So wait, so you were doing that before you were into NLP? Yeah, uh, because, well, no, that uh, NLP before Law of Attraction. So when I was applying, I made sure there was worksheets. Oh. I actually trained some authors. Here's what you make sure. Worksheets, make sure they're downloadable. Make sure there's characters with a backstory. Make sure there's completed worksheets, blank worksheets, check off lists, pull out quotes. You know? Okay. So tell me how you came to Law of Connection. Well, I studied NLP. And when I studied it, it was like probably 15 weekends long and some of the stuff I was not interested in. And when I'm not interested, I don't play. Okay. I know that about myself. I wasn't interested in the hypnosis part mm-hmm. or the trance part mm-hmm. uh, and other stuff, but I took a real liking to the four styles. Okay. Mostly because, uh, you know, I was a trainer when I was in government too. So I understood about the three styles of visual. And then when I took it with my NLP trainer, um, she talked about the fourth style, which was the thinker, hmm. and which is not taught in a lot of styles. So you have to huh. address the thinker. It's I, the
0: thought that, I thought it was the three plus a combo. So that's interesting. So you're saying no, the fourth style um,
1: and, and the, and in NLP training. It's called auditory digital. Oh, and okay. They're the thinkers. They're also the ones that don't like to have the assessment. You know why? Because it never made sense to them. Mm. You would say, "I'm not that," I'm, or "I'm this," and I'm, and they would they'd be the first to resist because they would claim to be all of them. Okay, they are all of them, but the most dominant one is the thinker. thinker. So, so here's the my book is all about these four words. I spent a whole book writing about it, about using it, writing it, asking mm. questions with it. So, a visual person, I would use the word look or the word yes. see. I would say, "So, do you see what I mean? Does this look yes. okay?" I, yes. I remember doing a teleconferencing call once, once, you know, different styles. And I said, so was everybody, did everybody get the picture? <laughs> you know what one woman said, did you email it? <laughs> <laughs> and i thought okay that's you know that was her stuff when somebody asked the question it wasn't her style so here's how i would real quick i'm going to do after a training segment i'm going to satisfy each style so i would say uh, uh so tell me tell me something that you saw today that was helpful what resonated or sounded like a good idea today what made sense what got you excited mm. There you so go. Now, now each style is processing and yes. they'll say, uh, so here's what's resonated for me, yeah. use the exact words. And then I know that person processes that way. So guess what? I'm not going to ask them how they feel. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's
0: yeah. And again, seems simple and simple, simplistic, but it isn't, it's brilliant because this is how we connect with people. This is how, um, they know that we've heard them, right? In, that's right. Yeah.
1: That's know, what... Our first job, you know, because I, I produce trade shows, I built my career being at trade shows, speaking at them, having the main the booth, everything. I just, uh-huh. just love being out and teaching. So when I was at a trade show booth, I would have to, find, you know, there's different four styles, just to recap the four styles. Yes. Law of Connection, I've got characters. The first character is Kinesthetic Kelly and visual Vicky. Uh, oh, Auditory okay. L, Digital Dan. So oh. I build characters around each of them and then people can relate. But Love the, it. the best news is we, we know our style really well. It's the other styles that we break rapport with, right? Mm-hmm. So and breaking rapport means putting somebody off. So when right. somebody would come to my exhibit, I, my job was to listen, but mm-hmm. I'd have to ask a question to get them to answer. And so. I would listen to their answer and they would tell me what style they were. But when you ask the question, was the question neutral then? Well, I'm going to ask you. Okay. So let's just say you come up to my booth, I've got a big That's sign behind me, and you're looking a little bit. Now I'm going to ask a presupposition. And in NLP, a presupposition presuppo- means I'm presupposing mm-hmm. it's the most important tool ever. I'm presuppo- Here's my question to you. Hi. So, so tell me what caught your eye, what caught your attention? Mm-hmm. what's the presupposition that something something i saw you or had was something had had to have caught your attention you walked over to my booth looking
0: yes yes well it, it was the sign it was the books on so, the sign
1: yeah it could be uh, you yeah. could say, oh you could see thinking i i'm, I'm going to be very dominant with one of the styles okay, so, okay. they say Oh, your book caught my eye. What beautiful colors that is. Mm-hmm. I really love how it looks.
0: Visual, yeah.
1: yeah. Someone else was thinking, uh, Law of Attraction just totally resonates with me. <laughs> you know, I listen to a lot of Law of Attraction CDs at home. Mm-hmm. Your style? Auditory. Yeah, here's the next yeah. one. You know what? I like your style. It's very logical. This makes sense to me. So even when people send me an email, they'll reveal themselves. Hey, I was looking at your website and something caught my eye. I love the video. How can <coughs> I see myself doing this? I don't write back and say, how did it make you feel?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So
1: has been very observant. And, yes. and on my website, michaelloge.com, if you click on the... Uh, Law of Connection book, you can take the online assessment and okay. uh, it'll tell you your dominant style, which mm-hmm. you probably already know, mm-hmm. but the weakest style. Mm-hmm. And the weakest style, these are the people that irritate you the most. <laughs> okay. So it's good to know how to, to how talk to that group, of how to manage them, yeah. and, and, you know, because you have different styles. You know, my style, I'm auditory, uh, visual rather, I talk fast, yeah. I process fast. And my last style is kinesthetic. It doesn't mean I don't have feelings, but if you were to say, hey, Michael, how does that make you feel? My eyes roll, I have to process, I have to go through all the layers or when I was traveling all over the world, my friends would say, are you excited to be going to Singapore? You know what my answer was? I'm looking forward to going. Mm. One friend got so annoyed with me and she said, so you're not even excited? I said, "I'm, I'm looking, she says, can't you use a feeling word? And I said, And i said you know what i'm feeling very excited about it and even saying that i could feel my discomfort but she needed to hear me say that i was feeling excited but when i say i'm looking forward and the auditory person would say "Ah, this really resonates with me that's their feeling word yeah yeah not everybody uses word right right so interesting we gotta listen what's their word and how can i give that word to you so I can have a better relationship with you.
0: Right. And these are really, really great tips for people. When we are trying to build relationship with people, we need to be listening way more than we do, right? So that we get the clues that people are giving us so that we know how to, how to interact with them in a way that makes them feel heard and, and important and all of
1: that good stuff, Right i remember i had a, f- a friend came in my booth with me and wanted to support it gets busy right people want to buy books yes. and i don't take money so i'm signing yeah. and all that yeah. other stuff so i was telling my friends i said so the two the two questions are what caught their attention and listen yes and what you're listening for is their problem
0: yes yes
1: you, you got to listen for what their problem is and you know one of my booths with the motion code says Uh, oh boy that one there people were lining up to tell me what it says do you suffer from anxiety sleeplessness chronic pain restless and the list was long I didn't even have to ask they would come up and they would point and they said that's me I've had sore it was the best sign I ever had mom said I've had sore legs for eight years and and they come to your booth and tell you exactly what their problem is there was no work of involved
0: at all yeah well you're very good at what you do and i i feel the passion i do i feel the passion and um it's been a delight to have you on the show now um i know that you know you've got three books that are out there and what's really exciting i hear i think you told me i'm not sure if you said it online on the show or not on air but the law of attraction book is being re um, published, right?
1: Yes, yeah, re-released. Yeah, after yeah. 20 years.
0: And is it going? Uh, is it going to have any new material
1: in it? It, it is. It's got five new sections in it. So wow. That's why. And at first, they um, at first when they came to me, they wanted to change the cover and do all kinds of things. And so I read all of that and I kind of resisted it. And I thought, you know what? It's a classic. You know, I made a great career out of it. No, we're not making any changes. So are you superstitious? What's that? Are you superstitious? No, not really. (laughs) Okay. I just didn't want to do any more work in my head, honestly. (laughs) So I was talking to (laughs) to my agent who sold my book in 37 languages. She said, (laughs) I changed my mind when she said this. She said, what a great um, reason to get all the countries to repurchase. She said, we can go back to 37 countries. And I told her, when do I start? Yeah, exactly. so, you, know, been, just gonna, you know, I've been teaching law of attraction for many years and writing hundreds and hundreds of articles. So when uh, they said, can you come up with some ideas? Uh, I made it out like a big deal, but I already had them done. They were stuff that I wrote about. There was one that I wrote about last year that was really helpful. So anyway, I submitted everything, and they've agreed to everything. So here's the, one of the working titles. How Social Media Affects Your Vibrational Bubble. <laughs> Good one. The whole section about that, you know, your vibrational yeah. Another one, which is going to be really popular, is how to host a five-session Law of Attraction group workshop using my book. Ooh. And I give them the worksheets, and they get people together, and they – Go through each week and so on. So people are doing it anyway, and I just want to make sure they're doing. You know, that's not being certifying people. That's people that right. like you want to do it with your yes. group or yes. your family or school. You know, it's getting your girlfriends and guy friends together to say, "Let's do a book called together."
0: Yes, um, definitely, that's going to happen. So, when is this book due?
1: Well, uh, probably mid twenty twenty two, next year.
0: Okay, so you will go you come on. back on the show when the new
1: book? Yeah, is let's do that. Yeah. Okay, let's and, do and, that. Yes. A a new one that I've been using for a really long time is very, very helpful. Is I've been using the example about a faucet. You know this old style faucet that has a tap is dripping there. Yes. Water dripping out of the tap. Well, Mm -hmm. that water that drips out of a tap, whether it's one drop or whether there's lots of water, the speed at which you'll get water from the tap is determined on how much resistance in the handle, right? So with Law of Attraction, how much you receive is equal to how much resistance you have in receiving. So there's a whole new section about how to loosen your resistance. Oh, I like and it. And you can allow more. I had a lot of fun with it and polished it up. And, you know, I submitted everything to them and they came back and said, this is good. And <laughs> then they got their editor in there and proofreader. I, I don't do that. I just pull. I just pull up it all. it So So, um, I they didn't know I had it done already, but it's pretty Well, that's
0: fantastic. I'm very excited to um, to get my hands on that when it comes out, and I would love to have you come back oh, at yeah, that time. Sure. So, Michael, in the meantime, how do people find you and your books? Is it michaelloge.com?
1: Yeah, you can go to michaelloge.com. Then it's, it's my main page where you can visit, you can choose, do I want to look at Law of Attraction or Motion Code? And with all my books, all the worksheets are there. So if you have my book, Law of Attraction, yes. You can download completed worksheets and blank ones, like samples, right? Fantastic. You know, and people love that about my my, you know the.
0: And they can buy your books there and also on Amazon.
1: Uh, yeah, I always sell them through Amazon and Google okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, it's been a delight, and okay. if I could just ask you one last question, um, what would your best piece of advice be to? My audience, who are mostly entrepreneurs, sales professionals, small business owners, um, to to keep to raise their vibration.
1: Well, the best way to raise your vibration is to get rid of the negative vibration that's diluting it to start with, which we talked so, about. Yes. Yeah. So, right. um, you know, in other words, the, the best way to be more positive is to be less negative. So, So what is negative in your world? Is it a client or a customer? Is it a spouse? Is it where you live, where you work? Is it your chair? And then what what is causing irritancy? You know, every time you look at that client file folder, you make it off, then get rid of it. It, It doesn't serve you. Right. In other words, have vibrational boundaries. Have boundaries around what you'll include in your vibration. Are you getting nasty emails or, uh, you know, I, I don't know what everybody's experiencing, but every negative experience is diluting in your overall positive vibration. And that's where the work starts. Amazing.
0: Thank you so much again. And thank you to my audience for listening and being um, so supportive. We'd love you to let us know how you enjoyed this episode by leaving a review. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.